abundance flows to me when I get out of my own way. Life is so easy when I focus on what is great. I am worthy of reciprocated energy. I am worthy of a love that loves as deep as me. I am worthy of aligning with my higher self. I am worthy of desiring miracles and health. Oh. Manifesting, manifesting magic. Manifesting, manifesting magic. Today I am joined by a very special guest. She is a spiritual music artist and her name is Samantha Leah. Samantha is a pioneer in the music industry, creating music that is so beautiful and spiritually uplifting. We talked all about her journey as a spiritual artist, our connection to quantum healing, and how to overcome fear of judgment. Samantha shared with me how she was inspired to start making spiritual music and how she felt called to create music that would help others connect with their own spirituality. She also talked about the challenges of being a spiritual music artist in a world that is often skeptical and judgmental. So I really enjoyed my conversation with Samantha today, and she's such an inspiration to me and to many others. So buckle up and get ready because we are about to take off and journey into the quantum realms. Here we go. We're here to express our creativity, to be grateful for these bodies that our soul is housed in temporarily. It's time for us to truly express our divinity and to step into our power and know that we are worthy of living our dream life. Manifesting, manifesting magic, manifesting, manifesting magic. Hi, Samantha. Welcome to the Soul Traveler podcast. It's so lovely to have you on today. Hi, it's so good to be here. Yes, thank you so much. I knew that when I heard your music, especially your song about being an empath and Kundalini awakening, I had to have you on the show. (laughs) It just resonated with me so much. I just love the music and the work that you're doing. You're such a pioneer in the industry. So thank you, first off for leading the industry and just like being a guiding light for people and getting the messages out there. I'm so grateful for that. Thank you. Really grateful. So I'd like to know about a little bit about what inspired you to start making music and especially music about spiritual awakening and, and your path. I have been into music since I was really young. My father was a bass player. I did theater. I wrote songs with my dad. So I was very in that environment when I was young. And then as I grew up, I was in more environments where people, especially my dad, were really into their awakening process Mm -hmm. and their healing. And he would bring me along with him to different seminars. And I would get really excited about it as like a 15, 16, 17 year old. And I didn't realize how rare that was in that moment. But I think being around those environments, like self-help seminars, as well as my love for music, just conjoined at a certain point. And I just got really excited about finding a way to make music that sounds good and sounds like popular mainstream music, but also talks about topics like spirituality and awakenings and just the process of healing. I just love that. And from a young age, you were exposed 
to spirituality. Was there something you would say that maybe prompted an awakening for your father or either for yourself? Did you always have a sense of knowing or what was that like for you? I always felt odd. I felt, which I think a lot of us can agree with feeling. I felt like I was playing a part all the time. And it was very confusing to me that I was feeling that way. And whether other people were feeling that way or not, in school, it seemed that people weren't. It seemed that people were fully in their role. And I felt like I had to pretend that I was a role. I actually just realized that talking about it. So I can (laughs) say that definitely was like a part of just there was something off. But my dad, he went through his own awakening awakening experience. Actually, when my younger sister was born, she was born in a really not good way. And she was told that she was going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of her life, which she wasn't. But he was given this really bad news. And he always looks at that as one of the moments of his awakening. I think I was like two or three at that time. As the years progressed... I think he got really into that and started asking questions like, why am I here? What is the purpose? All of that. And yeah, I think that as time went on, a decade and a half later, I was in my teens and he started really going to these seminars in person. And yeah, like me and my dad were just besties. <laughs> so he would, oh, he so brought cool. me. Yeah. And I remember people being like, whoa, like you have a teenager here. And he was like, yeah, she likes this. And people would ask me, like, how did your dad get you to come here? Or he, they would ask him like, oh, what did you have to do to coerce her to come to this? Because I'm trying to get my son or my daughter to, mm-hmm. to care about their healing and their awakening. And he was like, honestly, she just wanted to come. And I was like, I want to be here. So I didn't really realize in the moment <laughs> how rare that kind of was. And yeah, I we just started doing that. And I would go along with him. And I I think that was one of the beginnings of my journey. And it's hard to really look at what was the one moment that was an awakening experience for me. I don't really think I had anything like that. Not Nothing like a near-death experience. I think it was a slow progression for me. Yeah. And the reason I ask is because most people, what I find, I do work as a past life regressionist. And Mm. what I find with most people is what prompts the awakening is trauma. Because trauma crafts us wide open. So I do sometimes ask that. Sometimes there are people like you, though, who always have that sense of knowing. They come into this world with just like a sense of knowing and not forgetting what their life purpose is. Something else that you said was real interesting is that how you felt like it was a play. I've heard that time and time again when I regress people under deep hypnosis that they will say that exact phrase, life is just like a play. Hmm. We all are playing a part. We all have a lesson to learn. And so it's really interesting that you say that because it just shows that we all have this collective consciousness, whether we realize it or not. I also say the same thing under hypnosis and they don't know each other. And it's the same thing that you're saying. So like collectively, we're all intertwined. Right. We're all tapped into the same. Was there one specific like maybe conference or convention that you went out with to with your father that kind of stood out for you more than others or I remember going to an Abraham Hicks seminar when I was in my teens at some point and mm-hmm. now a lot of the times these things did not actually um like I didn't embody what I was learning there it was just there and mm-hmm. definitely like resting in my field and I would later understand but 
I didn't have that life experience that these yeah. other people had. So I just remember uh, this woman coming up and she was just going on a rant of how grateful she was and how she manifested this amazing reality. And I just remember thinking to myself, I don't understand how someone can be that happy or that in flow or that grateful. Mm -hmm. And I think that stood out to me because it it was this moment of realizing that there are people who are so in alignment that it's real. They really do feel that way. They really do feel grateful. They really do feel like they're in the right moment at the right time. And it showed me that was possible because I didn't feel that. I never felt that when I was younger. Yeah. And that, from my experience, is truly the key to living such a beautiful life. You're I like to say masterpiece lifestyle is the feeling behind it. Like when we're trying to manifest or craft our reality, if the feeling isn't there, it's not going to come to fruition. So that's really important for anyone who's listening. And maybe manifestations aren't coming real, true. I would really focus on the feeling behind it and the belief that it's happening. I act as if. Yeah. And Abraham really talks a lot about that. I just love her. How blessed are you to be able to go to one of her conventions? <laughs> I know. Now looking back on it, I'm like, wow, because I didn't understand in that moment. But mm-hmm. now I can see it. And I can also see, yeah, like my father and I co-created these things without me even realizing consciously. But I understand now looking back that it was really important for me to do all that stuff when I was younger and for me now to understand really what I was actually like around, even just the people there. And then as a musician, I'm curious, what is your creative process like? And do you like manifest <laughs> before you start to write or I meditate, excuse me, meditate I mean before you start to write or like what is that process like for you? I don't do any meditative processes where I am calling it that, but <laughs> I definitely can look at it and see that I put myself in meditative states without really realizing it. Like driving is one of my favorite things to do while I'm listening to some music and getting into the groove Mm -hmm. of writing something. Now, for me, driving is super meditative. And that I think that was just something that my soul was drawn to and knew, okay, this is going to be one of the places that you write. Also, going on a walk going into nature and going on a walk that also puts me in the position of really receiving whatever I'm meant to receive. So I don't have a specific ritual really per se, but I definitely, I'm typically in a state of very, of connection and peace in a way. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned the driving because that's one thing that I tell my clients a lot is that I think like meditation, hypnosis, the sister to meditation, they're very similar. But when we're driving, we often slip into the theta state where we don't realize how we got from point A to point B. We're just lost in thought, thinking about. So yes, it's very meditative, hypnotic. So it's interesting that you say that because I chat with my clients a lot about that when they question whether or not they can be hypnotized. I'm like, we've all had that experience where maybe we passed an exit. (laughs) Right. And we were so deep in thought. That's basically the the state of mind that we put people in when we go into the quantum hypnosis. Yes, exactly. How do you hope that your music is going to inspire others? What is your vision like? My main desire is for people to tap into whatever it is that makes them feel authentic, that makes them feel confident. So whatever that might be for them, 
that's really my ultimate goal. I hope to guide people to feel like they're enough, to feel like they're worthy, and to get through all the toxic sludge that is covering whatever they want to do or whoever they want to be and whatever they feel stuck and feel like they can't be that or they're not even aware that's something that they want. I hope to like be a light at the end of the tunnel in a way. Yeah. And it's just, I'm grateful to even be, I always tell people even to just be a small part of people's journey because that that's what an honor, honestly. Yeah. And they mentioned toxic sludge. That's so true. (laughs) I don't even know why that came out, but that was pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, but it's true because, and I've been noticing a lot lately, I think when people are more hyper aware, there's just so much that's out there programming us and subconsciously like we're hearing and listening to. So it's really refreshing to hear such positive energy coming through. And so again, thank you for that. And it it is important in the work that you're doing. And I, I definitely see you being beautiful guiding light to people on their journey of awakening. Thank you. So beautiful. Yes. What do you think are some of the most challenging parts about being a spiritual music artist? Is is it different, would you say, than like mainstream music? Because you are leading your way in this niche. I think there are definitely, I get some feedback. Of course, there will always be negative criticism. Mm. But especially in terms of religion, which I did not realize was going to happen because I'm just like, la-di-da-di-da, I'm making music that feels good that I hope other people feel good when they hear. But then I would start to see, you know, if a video did really, I'd start to see like crazy comments about just, I mean, you could probably imagine, but yeah, a lot of religious mm-hmm. stuff um, that I just didn't really expect, although I probably should have. So that's one of the things. Uh, I think also maybe just me coming off like I'm happy all the time or that I know things that others don't. I don't even know if that's a perception that people have. I'm sure it is. But that's definitely something that I never want anyone to think. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually, I've definitely taken a turn with a lot of my music too, because I've gone into some darker aspects where it's like, this is me showing that I go through the same exact things because we all do, but this is how I'm getting out of it. Because obviously when you have a positive manifestation affirmation song, it's very light. It's very happy. It's very like, life is good. What are you talking about? We're all good here. Yeah. But that's not what it is all the time. That's only a a very small part of my life and it's a very small part of the process of healing and awakening yeah this human experience is crazy for all of us there's so many ups and downs it is a wild ride i always tell my son life is like the weather some days it's bright and sunny and it's gonna (laughs) storm and it's gonna have hurricanes and it's gonna be bright and sunny again and it's like that for everybody and i do believe though that when we focus more on positivity that's what we attract absolutely yeah, but I, I wouldn't say that there's any perception. I, at least from my point of view, I don't have a. Yeah, that's also me judging myself, of course. That's like a everything is like a yeah like a reflection of how I would not like to be perceived, mm-hmm. and that I'm worried about being perceived. But for the most part, I think that I've gotten such incredible feedback, and it's actually I've been amazed by it because. 
the internet is a scary place and there's a lot of crazy stuff on there. But like you said, the more you are in that positive space, the more you're going to attract that. And I've really been able to see evidence of that by the fact that I'm on the craziest place, the internet, mm-hmm. putting out music. Seriously, 98 to 99% of the responses are positive. And I have the chills thinking about it because I'm like, that's magical to be able to experience that. Yeah, that really is huge, Samantha. And everybody's always going to judge. And, and I hear right. that a lot with my guests too, because I definitely interview people who do interesting work and who are spreading you know, messages about spirituality or channeling. And I hear that time and time again, that there's a lot of crazy people on the internet making comments and passing judgment. Mm. We're going to be judged by no matter what, regardless, no matter what. I could be the most perfect human on the planet and someone is still going to judge me. So I mean, I just don't even give a shit. And it's honestly, yeah. it's it shows you that it's, oh, I still care what people think. Yeah. And that's what it showed me, honestly, because when I first started seeing videos do well, the mm-hmm. more videos get in front of more people, of course, there's going to be more people that are going to leave something negative. And I was really like messed up psychologically. Like I went through a whole thing and it showed me like the fear of being in my honest truth and not receiving back the validation that I want to. And I remember stuff coming into my mind like, oh, I wish I could just prove to them that I really am like, I am trying to help people and I'm a good person. And it was like, whoa, it showed me what was still there. Isn't that interesting how life throws us lessons like that? I feel like there's always a lesson in everything. And for me, to touch on the real four-letter word, and that's fear. Fear judgment's been something that I've been struggling with personally as well. And I do my work as a quantum hypnosis, and I don't really even open up to a lot of people in my close circle or my family about what I do. Right. <laughs> um, I had a gathering at my house a few weeks ago, and I was so nervous because I knew I was going to get grilled. What are you doing? What are you up to? And I didn't want to answer these questions. And mm-hmm. I remember just like wanting to stay and hide in my bedroom because I didn't want to tell people about my work because I didn't want to be judged. So yes. That's crazy. Like, you're not. Like, that's not true. And I take people through past life regressions and then we do between life exploration to find out what their soul does after they die. <laughs> oh, I'm an accountant. I just, I, like, I'm, I'm, just talking like, about I'm not doing anything right now. I'm taking a break. And he's like, for two years? That's funny. <laughs> My dad is actually a quantum hypnosis. So that's oh, funny. Really? So I've watched his mm-hmm. it, QHHT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a practitioner and I've watched his journey too because like with his family just being like, what are you doing? And it's funny because he is completely in his authenticity. And now I've watched his family go from what are you talking about to being scared for him to it just being normal. Oh, Um, yeah. He's the brother that talks to dead people. (laughs) And um, now it's just normal. And I consider myself a very practical person, even though I think that when we step into this type of work, that sometimes people think that we've gone crazy or that we've lost it. And it's so interesting, but it's small world that your dad's a practitioner. I yeah. love it because it's exploring, again, the whole thing in my podcast is about quantum exploration. And when we take our clients under that deep hypnosis, we really are in the quantum. Like their mind, they don't understand time when they're in that space. And it's so cool to explore 
And I'm sure your dad has the same thing where clients will repeatedly say the same thing under hypnosis. And it's, again, just that conscious connection that we all have collectively. Yeah. And it's unlimited. It's amazing. And the stories I've heard from him, from other practitioners, there's no limit. (laughs) And it's so cool because it just shows you how far we can really go. Yeah. And it just shows me that we don't even begin to understand oh, yeah. we don't reality know or like the human mind or what is going on. There's so much that, that goes on up here. It's, yeah, it's very interesting. So mm-hmm. what a small world. Yeah. And the stories that come through are people can't make that up. And especially the emotions associated with it. I have a lot of people asking me how I validate. And I'm like, it. I think for me, most important is emotions. Because when people are in that state, you you can't fake like crying no. where it's suddenly missing somebody that you've never seen. And so, yeah, it's very it's real. Yeah. Whether people want to see it as real or not, it's real. Yeah, I definitely. I think that's so cool that he does that as well. Okay, so travelers, pardon the interruption, but I just have to tell you about quantum healing hypnosis because one session forever changed my life and now I'm living my purpose to help others just like you. I was so lost in my life and absolutely miserable in my career until I received the guidance needed from my higher self. Now I'm spreading awareness about the life-changing modality of quantum healing hypnosis. In one single session, we will spend the day journeying deep into your subconscious mind and unlock the hidden wisdom within. We revisit a past life, explore what your soul does between lifetimes, your subconscious mind will scan your body, looking for health concerns and perform self-healing. You'll even connect directly to the Akashic Records so that you can get your most important life questions answered. Quantum healing hypnosis is absolutely nothing like a traditional hypnosis session. And you know that everything is 100% legitimate because nothing is being filtered through a third-party practitioner and your higher self will never misguide you. Your session is audio recorded so that you can listen back and play all of the advice spoke to you on hypnosis. So if you're ready for personal growth and a positive change, then it's time to discover the essence of who you truly are. Book a session with me today at thesoulexperiences.com. Now back to the show. So what are like some of your current overall thoughts about society and the world right now? <laughs> There's so much going on. We're definitely in a unique time of transition. And I think that the souls that came through during this pivotal moment in history, we all have very important work to do. So what do you think about that? It seems like you've discovered your life purpose. (laughs) (laughs) I hope. I mean, there might be something else there, but it's no, it's definitely, this is fully my life purpose. And Mm -hmm. I think you said the word pivotal, which Mm -hmm. I feel like that's exactly what it is. I feel like we are all going through a cleanse as a world and we're seeing the things that maybe were hidden in the subconscious and that's not pretty that's not gonna be the easiest of situations because we're seeing all the stuff that we literally stuffed down and um, all the trauma that we've experienced so I think that on the one hand there's a lot of that of course as we can see and literally mother earth herself purging, Mm -hmm. which we can clearly see. But at the same time, conversations like this are happening. And just this world has changed so, so much 
with people being able to talk about spirituality, awakening, ascension, healing in an open way. There's so many channelers. There's so many people doing the work that you're doing. And it's not really hidden anymore. I feel like it was a lot of us, it was, we had to hide that we believed in certain things. Now we still might have to do that in front of certain people that we feel uncomfortable about. (laughs) Right. Totally. But you know that out there, there are people that think the way that you're thinking. And I feel like that's been a huge change. And social media has changed so many things where you can see people really having the same beliefs that you do. I feel like it's crazy duality right now, but I also understand that it's necessary so that we can move forward. And I truly believe we are moving forward in a positive direction and that we're going to see very positive changes. I would absolutely agree with that. One thing that we touched on earlier and that you just mentioned again too was going through trauma. And I feel like we just went through with COVID like a global trauma. Yeah, Globally, wearing the masks and then the fear and all of that was very traumatic for society and everyone as a whole. And touching back with what I mentioned earlier, I feel like trauma really cracks this open spiritually. So it it makes sense that with trauma cracking people open spiritually, and we went through this global trauma that more people are now waking up and we're stepping in to purpose and looking around us. Like before, I just felt I I didn't have my purpose. I wasn't aligned and I always knew it. I used to be a senior executive at a bank. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) and when the pandemic started and I lost half my staff, but I still had the work of all these people, I I couldn't do it anymore. And that's when I decided to step into my purpose. I I knew that I had a different purpose. So more and more people I think are looking around and as we step into purpose, we're raising our vibration and more people like you are coming into the light and the public light to help you talk about this. And like people aren't alone. And I think that's the one thing about spiritual awakening is that you we feel so alone sometimes. Mm-hmm. Our family, circle of friends that we used to resonate with. Again, that judgment. <laughs> it's so yeah. confusing too. It's oh no. Like when you're in that transition and you're around maybe old friends living a different life that you've been in, it becomes unbearable. But you're also like, but I don't understand how to get out of this or I don't I just think that there's a lot of confusion. And like you said, feeling lonely around it. Yeah. And the this world where we're connected through the Internet has helped that so much. And yeah, I think that a lot of people are waking up right now. And mm-hmm. I think that their experience of it is could maybe be a little bit easier because they know that there's other people out there because you can literally go onto YouTube and find a meditation. There's so many different things now that we didn't have. And even the fact that people are willing to listen to music like mine, that was fully not happening like even five years ago because I was releasing music like this five years ago. Not exactly like this, but mm-hmm. in a way, yes, talking about Ascension and I just knew it wasn't the right time and I knew that one day it would be and I think we can see a lot of artists, creatives, even people that aren't artists coming out and sharing their truth and sharing their spiritual journey in different ways and yeah, we don't have to feel as alone as we used to. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? I even have those relationships where... 
I don't know if I should cut them off. There's a couple of them. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I'm working on eggshells sometimes when I meet up with some of my old friends. I'm like, okay, I can't see this. I can't see that. And then I'm just like, why am I doing this? And it's, I think it's just like that attachment to the past and mm. also feeling bad about it. If I don't talk to you anymore, it doesn't mean that I don't love you and care about yeah. you. It's just maybe I leave space open for you to meet some a friend that is more similar to you. And that leaves space open for me to manifest something that is more in alignment with me. It doesn't have to be a bad thing, but yeah, obviously it's uncomfortable. It's a good point. There's a little bit of maybe I might feel like I'm mean if I cut the relationship off or something. And it's not like you did anything wrong. I just don't really resonate <laughs> anymore. Not part of the journey though. It really is shedding some things that aren't in alignment with us. And I know a lot of people out there who have gone through that or are going through that. So anyone listening, you're not alone. <laughs> You are not alone. <laughs> uh, Samantha, what are you working on right now? What's, what projects or upcoming events um, do you have going on? I am continuing to write and just really focused on releasing a lot of music that is in alignment with who I am currently. And I just trust that will bring in the experiences that I meant to experience. I know that I, of course, want to go on tour. And I've been being asked by people about that. And I can feel that it's not perfectly the right time, but I know that it's coming. So that's exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I want to connect with people in person 100%. I <laughs> really do. But I also need to make sure that it happens effortlessly and flows and that's something I'm very excited about. But until then, I'm just continuing to release music often, probably every three weeks or month, something like that, release a new song and just have a whole bunch of stuff to be able to perform when I do go on tour. That's so exciting. Well, I'm definitely going to play your music on like my Instagram stories more because I was just looking this morning and there's there's so many of them. So Thank yeah. you for sharing the music. I'll be excited when you go on tour. You got to keep me updated. I'm in Las Vegas, so definitely come to Vegas. There's oh, so many light workers here. So many light workers here. It, yes. You wouldn't think so because we have this bad rep of Sin City because Four Mile Street. <laughs> but outside of that, it's a beautiful community. So many awakened souls. A lot of people say that they're attracted to come here, which mm. ironic, but yeah. I love it. My friend actually was attracted to come there and she is truly a light worker, so... Mm. I believe it. Yes. Where can listeners go to find you online? I'm on every streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, SoundCloud. And I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but you can listen on any streaming platform. And yeah, I, of course, have all my socials as well. They're all under I am Samantha Leah. And yeah, you can find me anywhere. Beautiful. I'll definitely be linking everything in the show notes. Go and check out her music. If you haven't listened to Samantha Leah, absolutely incredible. And tell all your friends about it too. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. Definitely. Is there any final thoughts that you would like to leave listeners with? Yeah, just back to the conversation about being authentic. We talked a lot about how uncomfortable it can be to be around people that were in your life for a while, especially family members that just don't really understand what's going on with you. But I truly believe that when we step into our truth and our authenticity, we are just shining a light that helps people, whether they understand it in that moment or not. 
So it's a really trust your trust the process type of thing. I just I just hope that anyone who feels very uncomfortable about being who they are can slowly but surely step into that direction and realize that they are helping those people, whether they understand how that process works or not. Just be who you are and you are helping people. Yeah. And I think too, just as they've been talking about it and letting listeners know that they're, they're not alone, I think that provides a lot of comfort too. And to your point earlier is a lot of people are waking up now. So it's going to be more and more people joining the light. <laughs> Absolutely. That's going to be the norm. And then honestly, it, we won't even be really struggling with that experience of, oh my gosh, like I need to walk on ed- around eggshells with that person. And I can't really talk about that stuff with that person. And yeah, I see that happening. More and more people are waking up and it's becoming normal, honestly. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I absolutely loved chatting with you and hearing about your story. And again, just keep making that beautiful music. I can't wait to listen to all of your new songs that come out. Thank you so much. I loved this so much and I really appreciate being here. Thank you. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by The Soul Experience quantum healing hypnosis are you ready to embark on an inward journey of quantum healing quantum healing hypnosis is the most profound method of inner work and self-healing someone can do while on a spiritual path in a single session you experience past life regression exploration between lifetimes self-healing performed by your subconscious release of trapped trauma and answers to your most important life questions Your higher self has a message for you and is here to help you and guide you on this life journey. Book a session today with Jennifer Mitchell at thesoulexperiences.com.